0: Call this meeting to order uh, this is the meeting at the executive committee, Friday, January 21st 2022 and um, I'd like to say hello to uh, all the other um, commissioners, the San Francisco arts commission staff and the public. Um, Secretary ventry, uh, can
1: you do the roll call please? President Ordeniana is not here. Vice President. Sciotta? Here, Commissioner Beltran here. Commissioner Collins
2: here
1: and Commissioner Walker. Here, and we have a quorum. Thank
0: you and staff members Ralph Remington, Raleigh Catapang and Joanne Lee are also present. Um, this meeting is held by teleconference pursuant to California government code, section 54953 and the 24th supplement to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency during the coronavirus disease. COVID 19 emergency, the arts commissions, regular meeting room is closed meetings of the arts commission will convene remotely. Today, the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best that we can and we ask for your patience in this virtual setting. Before we start, I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide at every public meeting. There's a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to the items under the purview of the San Francisco arts commission for every item on the agenda. There's also a space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Last, a few virtual housekeep, uh virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question if it is not already clear to me that you are the speaker. Also, please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our commission secretary, Alyssa Ventry for public comment instructions.
3: Thank
1: you. Um, we actually. Don't have any members of the public on the line, but I'll read the instructions just so it's on the record. Um, the Commission has strongly encouraged interested parties to submit their comments in writing prior to this meeting to art-info sfgov.org. For members of the public who wish to make public comment, the phone number to call is 415-655-0001, access code 24834409938. You'll be prompted to press pound twice. Your line will be muted, but you'll be able to hear the meeting in progress you may also make public comment using the webex link you can click the webex link and you'll be prompted to enter the following information first last name and email address these fields are required however if you wish to remain anonymous you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field please make sure you're in a quiet location that all devices around you are muted so there's no echo when you speak at the appropriate time the chair will ask for public comment. For members of the public using the Webex link, click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. For members of the public calling by phone, press star three. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system says your line has been unmuted, this is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you'll be, you'll hear us ask you to state your name and make your comments. You're encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I will start your minute. Your 3 minutes when you begin speaking, using a visual timer, you'll get a 32nd audible warning. When your time is up, I'll say, call your time is up at that point. I'll put you back on mute and you'll be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee. Unless you disconnect. You will hear your line has been muted participants who wish to speak on other public comment periods can stay on the meeting line and listen to the next for the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on an item. Also, staff will ask for real-time public comment before reading, email, and public comments to ensure all members of the public have an opportunity to comment in real-time. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less, infosfgovorg As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or if it's not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen. As you see here, you may also notice that WebEx has updated and now there's a closed captioning feature. You may turn on or off those functions on the bottom left corner of your screen. Um, Vice President Shioda, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Thank you,
0: Secretary Ventry. I would like to start this meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement, which was recently approved by the commission. It was approved in November of 2021. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders and relatives of the community. And by affirming their sovereign rights as 1st, peoples as a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. Um, I will now call item 2, which is general public
1: comment. So, we only have staff and commissioners on the call, so we don't have any members of the. um, Public on the call, so we have no public comment and I did not receive any email public comment either. So, I think we can move on to the next item.
0: Thank you. Um, I will now call item number three. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number three is the director's report. So, I will turn it over to director of cultural affairs, Ralph Remington.
4: Thank you so much. uh, Commissioner. Uh, Good afternoon commissioners. Uh, I am pleased to bring you my director's report. First of all, I just kind of want to start off by giving a a, a bit of of good news, Um, some great news as a matter of fact. Uh, Mary Chu has been uh, appointed as our new Director of Public Art for the Commission for the City and County of San Francisco. And uh, we are so, so very pleased uh, to have Mary in this role. She, as you know, has been here for a long time and really um, and has been a dedicated and amiable public servant for a while uh, and particularly with us in our community. And we're really, really proud to have her as one of our own that was able to uh, capture this position. And we know that she'll do really, really, really well. Uh, she has strong and deep relationships with this, this community and uh, with the staff as well and her colleagues. So we're looking forward to uh, to what Mary brings to this role. And uh, since Deputy Director, uh, Joanne Lee, her uh, immediate supervisor is here, uh, I'll see if Joanne has anything to add to that.
2: Um, not a lot, thank you, Director Remington. Um, the staff is just so thrilled and um, maybe you've heard the cheers um, come from the public art team yesterday afternoon when I announced it, so. We're thrilled and um, Susan Pontius will continue to uh, serve in her prop F capacity through the end of February, um, helping to train um, and on board Mary. So we're in a really good place with public art right now.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Deputy director Lee and uh, and so we're we have exciting times ahead. Uh, um our CFO uh, raleigh Gattapang, um has just uh, uh, told me the other day um uh, currently if I'm wrong in this number but I think we we've uh, rally I know you're here somewhere but um uh, we've hired nine uh people so far uh in during my tenure hired or promoted nine people and uh all except one are bipoc so uh just to let you know kind of the changes that have Occurred in the commission, especially as we work on our equity and diversity goals. So, uh, there's that. So, thank you. Um, that's, Rally, that's
5: correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. Make that, all, including me.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, including you. <laughs> yes,
5: <laughs> make yeah. it on our, our own number.
4: Yeah, yeah. thanks Riley. Um, I also want to talk about, uh, what, what commissioner Collins brought up earlier, uh, and, and, and it was when we weren't online yet, but, um. Our Monuments and Memorials uh, Committee uh, has, has begun. Uh, we had our first meeting last week, and we will go over the next months and really uh, have a muscular, uh, rigorous examination of our policies and practices and how we evaluate uh, what will become a public monument and what doesn't. And we'll see how far that extends. So uh, it was an exciting meeting. Uh, looking forward to uh, the next. Uh, the next uh, months, as it um, as it rolls out, I am co chairing that uh, committee with um, department heads, uh, Phil Ginsberg of Rick Park and um, Cheryl Davis uh, of the Human Rights Commission. So uh, just to let you know that um, annual convening, um, I want to remind everyone about our annual convening is coming up uh, is at 430 PM on Tuesday, February 15th. There'll be a, a, a registration link going out today. Um, it's at 4.30 p.m. Uh, you want to join us uh, to honor the Artistic Legacy Awardees from 2020 and 2021. Uh, Joanna Highgood and uh, Ann Blumenthal. And uh, we'll also be featuring uh, Ron Moultrie Sanders, uh, who we consider one of the few Arts Commissioner EGOTs. <laughs> uh, Uh, An artist who's been impacted uh, by every one of our uh, programs. So um, I also want to talk about the SPUR panel. Uh, This morning I had the pleasure of speaking on a SPUR panel about the Art Commission's work uh, from uh, a programmatic policy and and arts infrastructural perspective. Um, Thanks to Paul Wolford for setting that up. And the recording will be available and we'll share it out with commissioners as soon as we have it um world cities culture forum uh, san francisco is one of approximately 40 global cities and that's a that's a member of the world uh cities culture forum many of you may recall we hosted the world cities culture summit in 2018 and as a member um, city i've been asked to participate on a transition board for the wccf to execute the organization going from a quasi-government entity to a nonprofit. Uh, I'll be excited to meet my global arts colleagues and bring San Francisco's innovations to an international stage. Um, I should also say, I don't know if I said this before to this last year, but I had also been invited last year to be on the board at Race Forward, our national organization for social justice and I'm on the board for Race Forward now as well. So, um, so that's uh, all I have and I'll stand for questions.
6: I would like to say uh, that the San Francisco Museum of modern art used race forward. They were really instrumental in helping to develop the entire framework. uh, Upon which we have been working, and I have been leading that at a certain level. Um, But it is a phenomenal organization with really great values. And uh, I I'd love to see some um, more. Men of color in positions there on staff.
3: Well, thank you. um, Director Remington, and
0: um, is there any public comment uh, or actually I I should look for hands 1st? Is that correct? Um, Are there any other commissioners uh,
3: that have anything um, any comments or questions on the director's report? Commissioner
7: Beltran, I just wanted to say great job, Director Ellington. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you have quite a bit on your plate and,
0: um. I look forward to, uh, the more on the monuments and memorials. I think that's going to be
3: really fascinating. Um, okay. Is there any, I, I promise not to say the
7: M word. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror word. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just
7: said the word. I'm like, what? No. M-
8: <laughs>
0: Is there any public comment on
1: item three, the director's report? Um, just a quick note before we go to public comment. I did want to recognize that um, Ralph has been with us for a year and a day. 2 days so congratulations Ralph. Um, and we still don't have any members of the public on the call. So we have no public comment for this item. Thank you
0: so much. Um. I will now call item number 4, if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. So, item 4 is the arts commission uh, fiscal year 2022 and 2023 and the 2023 and 2024 draft budget um, discussion and possible motion. Uh, so, the staff presenter um, will be rally Katapang, and um, he is the director. Deputy Director of Finance and Administration. So I will turn it over to Raleigh.
5: Hi, good afternoon, um, Vice President Shioda and members of the Executive Committee. I'm here to present to you our agency's proposed budget for fiscal year 23 and 24. Before I begin, I would like to thank Kevin Kwan, our Acting our, our Finance Director, and Rochelle Axel, our Acting Communications Director, for helping
3: me put together this slide deck. Next slide please my slide deck is a little slow. So. No worries it's, uh, here's, here's
5: summary of our presentation. 1st, we'll do an overview of the budget process. Then we'll go over the mayor's budget instructions and the current budget environment.
3: Then we'll talk about revenues expenses and our budget priorities. Next slide please. We're currently at the department phase of the budget process where our
5: agency is required to assess our needs. And develop our budget as part of this phase, we're required to conduct 2 public meetings. To solicit input for priorities contained in our budget submission. This presentation is the 1st of the 2 required public meetings. And the 2nd will be during the February full commission meeting. We have been instructed by the mayor's budget office to stay the course and to submit our department budget. Without any mandatory cuts, but also no increase in general fund support. After we submit our budget in late February, the mayor's office can can further make ad- changes based on her policy priorities. For the art sector before introducing the mayor's proposed budget in June. The board of supervisors will conduct budget hearings in the same month. And the final budget
3: will be signed by the mayor around July or August. Next slide. As you may have read in the news, the city is projected to have over $100 dollars
5: in budget surplus in the next 2 fiscal years. This surplus is due to federal aid received for the pandemic, as well as projected reduced pension contributions due to record returns. The city is also reaping benefits of previously put in place cost control measures. As such, this is the 1st time in over 2 decades. That the mayor's budget instructions involve no target cuts. Just to give you context, the target cut last year was 7.5%. This year's priorities include restoring vibrancy,
3: economic recovery, accountability, and equity. Next slide, please. In this slide, you will see our budget revenues. Our operating budget
5: will be stable at around 27 million in fiscal year 23. An increase to $29 million in fiscal year 24. Our capital budget will decrease in fiscal year 23 and 24 as expected as the $23 million we got in fiscal year 22 was a one-time appropriation
3: for seismic upgrades at AAACC and MCCLA. Next slide. After the passage of Prop E in 2018, the Art Commission's budget has become highly dependent
5: on hotel tax receipts. To supplement the reduction in hotel taxes due to the pandemic, the mayors allocated our agency a general fund backfill
3: of $7 million this fiscal year. The most recent two-year budget the mayor has committed to increasing our overall property
5: funding by 10% from fiscal year 22 to fiscal year 23 through a general fund backfill. However, recent projections by the controller's office has hotel taxes recovering at a slower pace.
1: Raleigh, I think your um, microphone keeps going in and out. I don't know if that's happening to others. I think your headphones are dying on you. Okay. Yeah, we can fine. hear you now though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
5: Um
1: if you want to back up just a few sentences.
5: Okay. Um is there background noise when I speak? Or is it is it fine? Okay, great. So um maybe I'll backtrack a little bit. So in the most recent two-year budget, um, the mayor has committed to increasing our overall prop e-funding by 10% from fiscal year 22 to 23 through a general fund backfill. However, recent projections, projections by the controller's office, has hotel taxes recovering at a slower pace than most what was expected last year. Hence, you see a decrease in the overall Prop E funding in fiscal year 23. The mayor's office has historically made the general fund adjustment after the budget outlook update in March. As such, we're hoping and will be advocating to get adjusted back to fiscal year 22 plus 10% level in the coming months given the city is in a much better fiscal position. Next slide, please. Moving on to expenditures. Here you'll see the most fluctuations in our capital investment and collections funding. I'll talk more about these two in the next slides. As mentioned, we're hoping that our community investments budget will be further supplemented
3: by a general fund backflow. Next slide. In fiscal year 23, we will be requesting for additional
5: monies to fully fund seismic upgrades at MCCLA and AAACC, as well as fund a size assess- site assessment at SOMARTS to see how best we can mitigate saf- seismic hazard risks at that location.
3: Next slide. Up until fiscal year 20, we received around $750,000
5: annually to fund maintenance and conservation of our civic art collection, which is estimated to be worth around $100 million. This includes structural assessment and reinforcement of artworks and monuments that may pose a public safety risk, as well as restoration of pieces at risk of loss. Based on our cost model, it takes around $1.5 million to take care of our collection annually. However, as you will see in the graph, Our collection and maintenance budget was heavily cut in the last couple of years. In our budget submission, we will be advocating for the city to increase our collections budget after several years of cuts. Among the monuments in most need of reinforcement are the Dewey Monument at Union Square
3: and our spider pulp installation at the Moscone Garage. Next slide, please. Given the mayor's budget priorities, we plan to get back to basics
5: and improve our service delivery. That means getting back to our full staff capacity by the end of the fiscal year. As Ralph has mentioned, we just, we just hired our, we're in the process of hiring our 10th person since Ralph's um, appointment, and we have another six to go um, this fiscal year. We are also leveraging technology by implementing a new grants management system and potential upgrades to our Salesforce database. We will make our grants more equitable by focusing on first-time applicants. And we also plan on reviewing compensation for our artists and panelists.
3: That concludes our presentation. Thank you and happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much.
6: Um, raise a
3: hand? has uh, joined the
0: meeting, so I will turn it over to him, uh, the chair seat.
9: Thank you, Vice President um, Shioda, um, and my apologies for my scheduling challenge today. Um, wanted to see if any commissioners had any questions on the budget, and really appreciate you out. And Raleigh, for um, all the work that you have done to identify our needs um, set up and forward for us to discuss today. So I want to open it up for any questions that commissioners may have. So, ask.
6: following, um, thank you. And it's good to see you, uh, President Orignana. Um yeah. and your tardiness was beautifully handled by the Vice President. So we're all in good hands. Uh, you know, I would, uh, Raleigh, I can't thank you enough for making this uh, budget rational and for us to understand um, a part of the uh, ongoing questions that we have has to do with the capital support for our cultural centers. Would you spend just a little bit more time. You and director Remington helping us to understand how we will be able to answer through budget, what we learned during our wonderful presentations from the cultural centers, but many of which are facing severe capital problems.
3: Um, maybe I can start um, and then
5: maybe um, Director Remington or Deputy Director Lee could, could chime in. So, you know, as, as mentioned, we are uh, working with DPW right now on seismic upgrades with, on, uh, at the AAACC and MCCLA, and there's been a lot of discussion to um, also take a look at what we can do for uh, SOMARTS. Um, so, you know, we are... We submitted for additional funds um, you know for capital funds this year, and uh, we will be working with the capital planning committee on on getting those projects through just to give you kind of a kind of a background on how that that process uh, happens. So capital budget is a little bit of a separate process than our operating budget. Um, how that works is the capital planning committee gets all the capital requests from all the departments. And, and then um, they would uh, evaluate based on their their metrics. and then um, they they get a a pool of funds from the mayor's office um, that all the capital needs of the city um, kind of com- you know, competes on. and uh, at the end of that uh, process, they would you know, they would make a recommendation um, that uh, might include ours or not. Um, and the way, you know, it's presented to the mayor's office is, you know, it's low, medium, high. So, if you give us this, you know, this much money, these are all the projects that you can get uh, funded if you give us more then more will will be funded. So it's, it's really, um. um on us to advocate, you know, for safety uh, and equity. Um, with the capital planning committee uh, and, and be able to articulate that, um, you know, for example, the dewey, dewey monument you know, is in dire need of, you know, um an, an an assessment because it might, you know, cause some some uh risk. The same thing with our, our um our our cultural centers uh and and see where you know um where that lands and we could keep you posted how those conversations go. Um uh, Ralph, maybe Joanne if you want to add to to that.
4: Yeah. Uh um... I'll let Deputy Director uh, Joanne Lee weigh in because these are directly under her purview, and then I can finish up.
2: Uh, great, thank you. I, I'm not sure that I have a lot more to add than what Raleigh has outlined in the presentation and in his follow-up um, answer. I um, will remind you that the um, in I guess the current year's budget we received $15 million for seismic retrofit. <laughs> Our size um, renovation at AAACC, and 10 million for uh, the Mission Cultural Center. And these estimates are based um, from the facility assessments that were conducted back in about that were completed in about 2019. And we're um, continuing to request additional funds from um, Capital Planning this year to um, add to those project budgets. As well as um, some funding for Soma arts um, to try to put together a plan for the future of that building and that site, um, we also receive um ongoing i guess maintenance and repair funds for the um for the cultural centers, and so each year you know there is ongoing work that is done um, to inspect and make sure that the buildings are in compliance with um, health uh, life safety issues and um, other kinds of repairs that are needed. I'm happy to answer any specific
6: questions too. And um, the question that you might, and maybe uh, Director Remington can help. is there any role, and there may be none for us as commissioners to play? I know that these matters come before the Community Investments Committee. And so if there is... um, Anything that we can do, there may be nothing that we should be doing that. It should be very much at at the uh, at the staff level, but happy to help.
4: I mean, um, thank you, uh, Commissioner Collins. Um, I think uh, just to thank and thank you. Uh, Deputy directors uh, and Lee, um, I think um, that as stated there, as you can see, our, our regular programmatic funds are protected funds. And uh, and the capital funds are are that's will o' the wisp, and so uh, we'd be in that position if we didn't have you know prop B e funds as you all know. So it's good that we do have that on that side, but on the capital side, we 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 do have to compete, which doesn't sit well for us because you know with other city priorities, especially with uh, public safety, um, they tend to take priority than uh, our needs um as to your question of how you how you can assist i think uh just in uh being there uh for any tours that we need to take of these facilities cultural facilities so that you can be informed of kind of what the conditions are so that if uh comes time uh for some advocacy uh on the mayoral or the political end that you'll be well informed to do that and you know we've had some of those tours some arts and at different places so when um, I know Commissioner Collins, you and I went on a tour of, of one of our facilities in the Bayview, um, and um, so that kind of a thing. Um, if, if you can be present for those things, uh, be informed about that, so that when uh, time for action does uh, occur, that and we can call on you to then uh, reach out to the mayor's office uh, for support. So, that help?
3: Commissioner
1: Walker also has her hand up.
10: Thank you so much for this. Um, uh, I have a, a couple of questions. I'll start with the capital question because, um. We're, we were discussing that and and so this, this sort of encapsulates the universe of capital investments that we had discussed previously. That is that had been stalled because of COVID and and whatnot. It looks like the total. Goes down significantly to add up to that total. I think it was 31 at some point 31Million, but it looks like it's totaled much more than that now. Um, but my question is. Knowing what we know about the. Um, sort of in process transfer of the shipyard, for instance. Into city hands, um. Is there discussion about that? Are we, are you, are you all, Ralph and Joanne, in the conversation with the city about that? It seems like a real opportunity to expand our cultural centers program. It's a huge gift that is coming into the city full of artists. So, I just wonder if that's part of that conversation at all. In, in the context of the cultural centers and the management, are we just going to,
4: Creating a new cultural center—is that what you're talking about?
10: Well, it exists, and we're going to be owning it. So I'm just saying I don't know if we're creating it. It just—I just want to make sure somebody from you all is in the conversation about
4: that. What exists? What exists?
10: The the shipyard project, right? Exists. It's full of artists. There's a bunch of artists in a building. There's a new building going up to house the arts, and there's a a budget for a future art center all of which is there and it it's getting b- given to, from the navy to Lenar to OCII to the city and it's i mean the likelihood is it will go and be handled like Yerba Buena or the Symphony building or the War Memorial with a you know a sort of a hands-off partnership or It could be a cultural center and I don't, I mean, I don't want that hoisted on you. I would rather have people involved in the conversation around it. So. It's a capital thing. I mean, it's the capital. The capital group is probably talking about that or not talking about it, but, but they're going to be responsible for it. So, I'm just, I guess I'm just putting it on the radar. As part of the capital, I don't think I need an answer right now, unless you have (laughs) 1. If you have 1, that's fine, but I don't anticipate it. Um, Then the other thing is. uh, And Joanne can probably talk to this there. We have an existing um, space support, like, a consulting program that's out there funded by grants for the arts and the arts commission and. I don't know if that's gonna be ongoing or if that's over. Um, I I can't distinguish it in the budget and it's not that detailed, but, so that's a question. And the third question I have is, the program, programmatic budget is um, like half of what it normally is now. And I'm assuming that's because we can't program anything. I'm assuming it's because there's some things that we can't do in person.
2: So those are the three questions. Um, hi, this is uh, Deputy Director Lee. I can address the uh, real estate TA surfaces question. Um, that program, the nonprofit sustainability initiative is um, what it has evolved into, is now funded by um, Office of Economic and Workforce Development. Oh, good. So it is no longer Part of um, the arts commission budget, and I am unsure as to whether grants for the arts continues to fund um, those services under a separate um, under a separate grant or contract agreement. Okay, but those services are still um, are still oh. available, and I believe that the program does you know serve a number of arts and culture organizations.
10: Great. Do you know anything about the shipyard?
2: I don't. And um, if you'd like to connect us with um, OCII or anyone, you know, we'd be happy to um, learn more and see if there's a role for the arts commission.
10: Great. And the programmatic—I'm assuming it's just because we're not programming, isn't that—is that right, Ralph?
4: We're not programming. No. Yeah. So, um, we I haven't been in any discussions about the shipyard.
10: And it, I mean, we know that the hotel tax is down and the assumption is it's going to be up again, but. Um, there is, a, it looks like there's a commitment from the administration to at least keep us whole. However, they can.
3: Hi, com- commissioner
5: Walker. So, um, yeah, we did reach out to the mayor's office about this and. It'll, you know, they'll, um, make their budget priorities, um, come March. Um, but, you know, it seems like, you know, based on history. Um, that, um, you know, they, they, they might, uh, backfill us so that we could continually increase our. Total property, um, revenues, um, year year in,
4: um, you know, year on year.
10: Right. Okay,
4: because right now there's an overall city surplus right and so if there's a city surplus there shouldn't theoretically be any problem with backfilling two million dollars um but we haven't been given that assurance yet yeah
10: well the surplus gives us an opportunity especially if there are one-time costs that we need um we need to increase like like you were saying when when we did the budgeting for the seismic it was several years ago and it might be more expensive so it might there might be opportunities in that Um, okay, thank you. That's it
3: great. Do we have any other questions or thoughts, um, on this budget presentation?
9: I really, um, you know, just want to be also, um. Just kind of lifting that I think it's important for us to continue. Um hiring all the staff that is necessary to do the work. Um, and so really appreciate the investments um, in HR, continued investments in HR, obviously IT, all of those administrative needs um, to ensure that our staff do uh, the work and so that our grantees and our stakeholders can um, be able to receive our grants you know, as soon as possible, and we're tracking metrics um, as best as possible um to help measure impact so just wanted to you know just agree that um, that that's also an important priority for us right well do we have a motion um, to approve the proposed fiscal year 22-23 and 23-24 arts commission budget
0: so move Shiota. Second Beltran.
9: Um, do we have any public comment on this motion?
1: We have no members of the public on the call. It's just staff and commissioners, so we have no public comment, and we received no email public comment.
7: Okay, seeing no
9: members of the public present or email, do we have any further discussion on behalf of the commission on this item? Seeing none, let me ask for a roll call vote. All those in favor, please say aye. All those opposed, please say nay.
1: President Ordenyana? Aye. Vice President Chiota? Aye. Commissioner Beltran? Aye. Commissioner Collins? Aye. And Commissioner Walker? Aye. And the motion passes unanimously.
9: Um, so next item on the agenda is our public art trust allocation, and this is a discussion and possible motion to approve an allocation from the public art trust to contribute to the implementation of sculptural street furniture for the Minna Natoma Art Corridor. Um, wondering if I could ask either uh, Director Remington um, or any member of the staff um, to provide some context and present uh, this action item.
1: We have, um, director of public art trust and special initiatives, Jill Manton. On the call,
8: thank you. Thank you. Alyssa. Yes, commissioners I'm back with another public art trust recommendation. I've come to you a couple of times in the past for. Um, allocations uh, to be to support, um, different kinds of activities and I'd be happy to review that with you. But in this case, I wanted to share that we currently have a balance of one, almost 1.6 million in undesignated funds Um, to date, since the trust was established in 2012, we've received almost 10 million dollars in development monies. And um, I'll just, if anyone has any questions about how the trust works and how we get the um, contributions to the trust, I'd be happy to. Answer that, but I wanted to focus instead um, for this moment on the Mininatoma Art Corridor. So, this is a very interesting um, initiative. Tom Dikini, our former Arts Commission director, asked me to manage it because it wasn't a mandated 2% for art requirement. The work is a streetscape improvement project and it does not trigger or require compliance with the um, 2% art enrichment ordinance. Um, and what it's turned out to be is a, a very interesting public-private partnership among planning, uh, public works, SFMTA, Arts Commission, and then SFMOMA, whose property sits right in the, um, in the juncture of Minna and Natoma as it moves um, west, and um, the Yerba Buena Community Benefit District. And we've worked together to establish a common goal that Mininatoma Street will be more than just a pass-through street. It will become a destination for pedestrians, and um, it will be characterized by the artwork that is um, included in its design. So that, that will, through the city side, that comes through a voluntary contribution of several hundred thousand dollars from public art, which will enable us to hire or has enabled us to hire three different artists to come up with designs that will be executed in the um, asphalt paving. And we're working with um, different manufacturers, thermoplastic manufacturers or um, companies that specialize in asphalt paint right now to evaluate the best approach. And additionally, throughout um, the stretch of Minna and Natoma, which starts at Transbay, for Minna and terminates at um, Third Street, and for Natoma starts at Transbay and terminates at one of the um, entrances to SFMAMA, will feature the work of two sculptors who are designing or have designed sculptural street furniture. So it's entirely functional, but it's also unusual and original and artistic. Um, It's not going to be part of the civic art collection. This will not be maintained by the arts commission and instead our our friends at Buena community benefit district in an unprecedented offer to maintain um, to the extent possible these um, functional street furniture elements as well as the paving. I'm, I'm requesting a $300,000 allocation so that we may contribute 150,000 to each of the sculptural projects on Mina and Natoma, which would be a match to the public work funds. Um, these are not traditional street furniture elements. It's not the same as buying a bench from the catalog or um, you know, a, a bollard, these are, these are really, beautiful, original, thoughtful elements that the artists have designed. Um, Masako Miki really tried to honor and acknowledge the Filipino. Heritage, Um, this is in part of the Soma Filipinos Cultural Corridor, and uh, Jesse Schlesinger has just come up with a very imaginative series of different forms that could be integrated along the street. Um, At the same time, I've I've spoken with my colleagues at Planning, and while Planning doesn't have any funding to contribute, they've offered to introduce me to other developers in the area who might want to contribute to this very um, rich program that we've developed. Maybe um, they would just be willing to contribute $100,000. I've also made a presentation to the Yerba Buena Community Benefit District to see if on top of their agreement to maintain that they would be willing to make a voluntary contribution. And it was very, my request was favorably received. Um, I think it would likely be a more modest contribution. This is not something that um, these CBD typically does, but um, it's, it's wonderful to have this partnership and um, I Alyssa, can we move to show this, um, this images of the. Sculptural works that have been proposed, because I think. You'll agree commissioners that this is um, very impressive.
1: Joel, I don't actually have images on the slide deck.
8: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Cause I had submitted them. Well, I'd be happy to send them. I, I, and I, I don't have. I don't have them immediately available, so I'm sorry about that. And um, just to give you further information, I've worked very closely with SFMOMA staff, Joseph Becker, as a curatorial partner. Um, This project had been embraced from the top down at SFMOMA and um, director of facilities. uh, Noah Bartlett had also been very involved. Um, I worked with SFMOMA at the onset of the project to establish a curatorial framework, which then had the input of our colleagues from Public Works and Planning And it's it's really an unusual partnership. I have to say, I've not um, had anything like this before. And now as the selection panel has selected these five artists um, from a group of 15 finalists, uh, Joseph Becker and I are meeting individually with each artist to talk about their color selection for the um, painting of their designs, um, where the furniture can be placed, how it, Complements and will work with the function of the street and its, you know, and its purpose. So I, I have to say it's a very uh, rich and rewarding collaboration. Jill, is that, your,
6: is that your presentation?
8: It it is. It is for the most part happy to answer more questions and more background on the trust and its uses.
7: I actually don't have a, a question, but I have, um. A huge compliment for Jill, um, 1 of the 1 of the biggest. I think 1 of the biggest achievements I felt that occurred while I was interim executive director. Was my working with Jill to pass the legislation for the public art trust. Um, and it, along with our now present, um. Attorney, um, city attorney, David Shu. And, um, it went through all of these. Um, different twists and turns, but we finally were able to get the language down. And I think just the enormous success that that trust has had is is really um, because of Jill's amazing, um, amazing care in terms of making sure that the purpose and um, the benefits of the trust were realized. And mm-hmm. I so thank you, Jill, for your work in this. And And it's just so exciting that, we now have over a million in funds. When you said that, I noticed that Commissioner Walker had a huge smile on her face <laughs> and I did as well.
8: well so thank good you out to you, Beltran, and for, for your compliments and also for, um, for working with me and your uh, leadership and contributions to the trust. And also Commissioner Walker was a member of the arts community whom I consulted um, frequently during the process of working on the trust. So thank you, Commissioner Walker as well. For that
6: contribution, Jill, I'd also like to just, you know, put in a nice plug. I've been working. You said it was Joseph Becker, right, at SFMOMA. Yes. I've been working with him because he's a part of the core diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility team for SFMOMA. He is a remarkable person. He probably would be known to Commissioner Beltran because he was at CCA, Um, but he is a, a, a wonderful person. Very important in terms of marrying the values that are evolving at the museum uh, to make them clear and and present, and so I know that he um, is looking at it from the sf MoMA lens from a very deep dive into how we represent ourselves in the community. so I want to thank you for partnering with him it 's been a
10: pleasure um, Thank you, Jill. I, I just also want to say that um, this program um, specifically is so um, sort of, what is it, um, reminiscent? Because there's so much being done now around public art, you know, that we don't necessarily fund, but that especially like merchant groups and community benefits district want to include to help sort of, Recover our neighborhoods and support the merchant groups and support the close the the shared streets programs and whatnot. And so the potential for this going forward is just immense. So, um, thank you for doing the larger picture on this. And also, I recall those pictures and it's really. Unfortunate that we can't see it again, but those. The the furniture uh renditions that we saw in previous meetings, they're just gonna liven up that neighborhood and they're they're animated in really just beautiful ways. So um just like you you know, the um the community center down on sixth street that's being renovated and they're removing some of the furniture that has so enlivened that neighborhood. I mean these are gonna be to be there for a long time and i'm sure they're going to last longer than just straight on cement so um i'm just really excited about it the 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 street painting that's happening in conjunction with these um reclaiming these areas these streets for public use it had there's one right near me on 16th and harrison and the the street crew that are painting it just love doing it so It's really, it will be really nice to document when this gets laid in and the, the cement painters are there. It just. It's so much it defines the space, obviously. I mean, that's kind of an obvious statement, but it really does define the energy of those spaces. So. um, This is really an exciting program and it's there is, like I said, so much potential for this in the future as we start. um, Rethinking how we're using public land. So it's really great. Thank you you
9: I want to agree with our fellow commissioners. Um, uh, really uh, thank you, Jill, so much for your leadership uh, in this work and um, the work of the Public Art trust um, and you know in, in, in ensuring that we are in partnership with so many great um, institutions and organizations for these types of projects. So thank you for your hard work on that. I have a just a quick minor question. I noticed that you know we are lifting that the project is located within the Soma Filipinas cultural corridor, and I just have a question um, about you know whether stakeholders from the Filipino and the Filipina cultural corridor um, have been engaged in the project, um, and if they are uh, endorsing and in support of the project, and or you know supporting some of the creative decision making that. Um, that needs to happen. Obviously, SOMA um, has a lot of different uh, representation from a diverse group of community members, Um, but there's a big history, obviously, around uh, um, individuals from the Filipino community um, being displaced in SOMA. And so I I just want to ask if, if folks from the Filipino community are engaged in the project.
8: Thank you for asking the question. It's an excellent question, and I'm happy to report. Yes, on every level. Um, we consult, we shared our draft RFQ with them. They suggested that we include language that this was in the Soma-Filipinas Cultural Corridor. I sought their recommendation for a selection panelist and they recommended PJ, uh, I believe his name is Panacopio, who served on our panel. Um, we ended up selecting an artist from the uh, Filipino community, Mel Vera Cruz, and his um, his design actually is based upon the mats that are part of every filipino home um, and um yes, yeah, so we've had quite a quite an a positive um and robust interaction and uh with the community and i'm, I'm pleased to say the project has their support great fantastic uh commissioner shiota
0: thank you i can't find my my digital hand so that I do it, do it old school. Um, I had a quick question and and thank you, Jill, for, for all your hard work. Um, you are steadfast <laughs> and dedicated. Um, and um, is so with this funding, um, I know you said planning uh, is not putting in money. What's the total budget and how close are you to realizing getting fully funded?
8: I'm hoping to have a total of 600,000 for the street furniture, the murals, um for the paving are fully funded so this would be three hundred thousand, and then i'm i'm hoping that dpw will um, provide the full match of funding they've already contributed three or four hundred thousand to the project for the the artist fees for the competition as i mentioned we had 15 finalists each one was paid uh the street paving artists were paid 1200 apiece the furniture artists were paid 1500 apiece so they've already contributed a, a, a significant amount. I feel that with 300,000 for each artist we could begin to have an impact with this and then I love I love the idea of partnering with planning to perhaps develop kind of an arts master plan of where these elements will go as we obtain more funding we could add bollards, we could add benches we could um, add more work at the ball bouts so um, but I my goal is 300,000 per street.
3: Yeah, and I I, I just want to um,
0: give you also accolades for your master planning skills because you're doing the same thing at Treasure Island, and it's not you know a two month process. It's a you know ten year vision, um, uh, and and commitment over time. So um, you you are really uh, amazing at that. So that's
3: great. Thank you for putting your eye to this corridor.
9: Great. Thank you so much. Um, so do we have a motion to approve an allocation of 300,000 from the public art trust to contribute to the implementation of sculptural street furniture for the Minna Natoma Art Corridor, which is a voluntary initiative funded in large part by public works that integrates the work of artists into the street infrastructure with artists designed paving and sculptural street furniture on Minna and Natoma streets between Transbay and 3rd Street along Mina and between Transbay and SF MoMA along Natoma, This project is located within the Soma Filipina's Cultural Corridor.
7: So Beltran. Second, Beltran.
9: Do we have any public comment or any emails um, on this item?
1: We received no emails and there are no members of the public on this call. So we have no public comment for this item. Great seeing
9: no public comment present. Do we have any further discussion on behalf of the commission?
3: Okay, seeing none, let me ask for a roll
9: call vote. All those in favor, please say aye. All those opposed, please say nay.
1: President Ordiniana. Aye. Vice President Shiota? Aye. Commissioner Beltran? Aye. Commissioner Collins? Aye. And Commissioner Walker? Aye. And the motion carries unanimously.
9: Thank you so much. Next item is number item number six, our racial equity update. And this will be presented by Sandra Panopio, our senior racial equity and policy analyst.
3: Good afternoon,
11: commissioners. Can you hear me okay? Okay. We can hear you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I don't think we have the slides um that we presented that I presented at the full commission. But I believe you were all there. um, Was it just this week? Last week, I think, Um, so basically I provided um, our recent updates and accomplishments on where we're currently at in terms of racial equity for the department and um, just running through a few things. We, we now have racial equity as part of um, the commissioner and new staff onboarding and. We're glad that that's already set in because we have new staff to onboard quite soon, and we've already done that for our recent new commissioners. Um, We do have information that secretary Ventry will send out if she hasn't already um, in terms of preferred communication and getting demographic information about the commission that we will share with the, with um, the public, or it's really more. So just with um, the bodies that ask for it and like such as the mayor's office, who just wants to look at the makeup of our commission. Um, We also finalized and approved our land acknowledgement, which we are currently using right now, and which um, part of it, a larger part, is like really building this institutional relationship with the Ramayta Shaloni community, um, as well as our general American Indian community in San Francisco. Um, We also introduced, um, a form for staff and commissioners for new commission commissioner recommendations in the future. Um, we will always have that ab- available for y'all when you. When you need it, if you think of anyone that you think would be great, um, particularly as we're thinking about equity and representation from different communities, it's always really helpful to have something on deck. Um, if the mayor ever asks for it. And um it's part of this work of what I'm trying to do in terms of updating you all um on a regular basis so that you're informed of what we're doing. And looking into the future, we're really looking at um for the commission specifically, we're looking at implementing a new survey for past and current commissioners to identify how your experiences have been and how to improve the process. Um, and how your experiences have been particularly around um, like maybe racial equity practices that you think we should include with the commission. And then we're um, secretary of and I are looking at what it will take to do a racial equity resolution. So this is something that's within the racial equity action plan that um, is being suggested by the office of racial equity. And we're looking at different examples for that. But what I really wanted to do um, is just share our priorities for the next year, which is to continue our work with the racial equity action plan, which as um, to remind y'all, we've been looking at um, the internal focus. We're still looking at working on um, assessing our programs and doing all of that internally um, before we go into a 2nd phase of community engagement and external practices. Um, and we're going to continue to focus on, you know, internally also looking at training and normalizing and integrating our concepts of racial equity and really setting up our, our goals. Um, a large part of that will also what I'm currently doing is working with each program right now and looking at what are racial equity practices that we can improve on and setting goals that will hopefully also be integrated when we look into our strategic plan. So, you know, racial equity um, is in every part of our work. It's just the matter of kind of making sure that we're carrying that through and understanding exactly um, how people are integrating it into everything. And so I was hoping that, um, like, with sharing some of these things looking forward, um, if, if. We could have a discussion or if folks have anything that they would like to share beyond kind of what I shared um, in this. In this presentation, as well as what I, what I shared at the full commission to really think about, are there any racial equity related topics that you believe um, the commission should focus on or prioritize within the next year and beyond and, you know, particularly looking at maybe. What are things happening in your respective communities that you may want to highlight or bring into some of our work so that I could also make sure that um, that that we're working on it and that it's on our radar. I can say that in recent um, conversations just with staff since I've gotten here, I know that community engagement is a huge thing that we want to definitely um, delve into more. Um, particularly when we're able to meet in person, um, and be able to get back out into the communities, but that is definitely a big topic that we're looking at in the future as like, we move from this current phase of, um, internal department work to our external things. That's all I have. So I just want to bring up those questions for you all. Commissioner Collins, it looks like,
6: thank thank you. It's. Always good to hear from you and keeping us mindful of where we are and, and the values that we hold. And and I was thinking, and this is a question to you and, and director Remington. You don't necessarily have to answer it now, but we've got our community convening coming up next month. Right? And. Um, this is a rhetorical question, but. Um, do you have an outline uh, about how the work that you're doing will be. Infused in that, um, has that been thought through at this point? And the reason I say that is that certainly from the community investments perspective. You know, our scorecard is very tied to data that you are keeping and, um, and, and it's, and it's showing some trends that are interesting. Is that something that we're ready yet? I'm not saying that we should, I'm just asking the question, you know, is there an overlay of your work that will be visible? uh during the community convening.
3: Director Remington, I don't know if you want
11: to jump in first. I think he's talking about your work. Okay, I'm just making yeah. sure. But yeah. So um we're I'm definitely working with the folks who are working on the annual convening. Um, where I am providing the data and the information about particularly the demographics of folks we serve. Um, it's about probably carrying it through. So it is it is infused um, in, into the work, but I'm trying to see how we can make it more explicit. But I think initially for our annual convening, this is just an introduction of where we've been and maybe where we're looking forward. Um, but at this time as well, um, once we get into the strategic planning process, I think that's where we're going to be able to delve into the data better where we can really make our explicit goals explicit (laughs) right um because the data is telling us one thing in terms of who we serve and who we won't serve who we're not serving but unless we really get into the community to kind of understand um the qualitative aspects of that that's when we can really create our goals um, that align better with how we want to move forward with the future Um, and just part of that i think our main focus in terms of our data and racial equity is really looking at one, who we're serving in terms of where the public funds are going to and two, who's making those decisions. So, making sure that the folks who are on panels and you know, our commission is reflective of the communities that we are that we want to serve and co- want to continue to serve.
3: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Walker.
10: Thank you. Thank you, Sandra for checking in. Um, if this is kind of a similar question, but it's related to our arts hub effort, because I do feel like that's going to be. That's going to be our community engagement until we can. You know, be in person, and it's going to probably remain as a big. Um, connection for a lot of our community and. I I feel like there was some issues about who's managing it and I want to make sure that you're included in that in that. Um, project at this point with YBCA and and the other community partners. To make sure that it's, it can be a platform for exactly what you're talking about and, um. Using it as, I mean, really aiming it at. The communities where they live. Um, to provide things, you know, the opportunities for grant making. Not just ours, but everybody's different projects and different departments. Um, so I just, I want to bring that up and if, if you're not currently connected to it, you really should be. I, I feel maybe maybe Ralph can weigh in on that. But, um. I think that's going to be coming up in a more official way soon. So.
7: I, I agree with commissioner Walker. Um, I just learned. Today also that, uh, complication is that, um. CEO Deborah Coolinan just took on a new position at Stanford. Yep. And so the continuity, and she was the one who essentially um had advocated for what was then the YBCA Artist Power Center to take over that grant to be um which was supposed to be a clearinghouse for Bay Area artists. And we haven't really, Commissioner Walker, am I right, haven't heard much feedback about you know where that project is or um and it's been well, I
10: think the feedback has been just that it's coming. <laughs>
7: yeah, but I didn't. Didn't they get the grant like a year ago?
4: <laughs> uh, asked deputy director Lee to weigh in. She's been having these conversations with. Okay, great.
2: Okay. Uh, hi, commissioners. Um, <laughs> the uh, arts hub. Um, Artist power center, I believe it's launching in February and right now they are. Taking. Um, signups basically for people to be included on it. Um. So, it is out, um, I believe a couple commissioners actually got a preview of it a couple months ago, and I'm happy to coordinate more of those. If anybody here is interested. And again, it is about to launch and we can send you the email to sign up for it. Um, Is
10: Sandra involved? Is there a, is there a racial equity sort of metric that's significant in there?
2: I think this is a great time to have Sandra have the conversation with them about how they are doing their outreach to connect people, um, people in, you know, kind of underserved communities into that. Um, In the past, you know, it has really been focused on building the platform and what the. You know how it will provide information going out, but I think this is the time to be thinking about how to how to really, you know, connect it to people, right? Um, so yes, we can do that. We will do that. Um, I still meet with the YVCA team um, regularly on this, and we'll invite Sandra to the next one. I I sincerely believe that with even with um, CEO Deborah. Cullen transition this project is so far along with their staff that I'm hoping that her transition will not um, delay the, the launch and the work of this project.
10: It would be great if we could, um. Have them at our February meeting, maybe to. Tell us that and to do an update since February is the launch.
4: Well, I, I think, uh, I'm sorry, uh. Uh, Debbie Derteli, uh, I I think that with their big transition coming to our meeting is going to be the last thing there on their mind. You know? Well, I think, the- uh, I think I can we can try to see if we can get someone to come here, but I wouldn't count on it for February just because they are going through a big organizational transition.
10: I understand that, but I feel like
4: we can ask to, 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 to,
10: to Commissioner Beltran's point. I mean, and I I know it, I'm not. Putting this at you, Ralph, or yeah, at sure. our department, I just feel like. The the community desperately needs. Communicating and and a, and a portal to. To, you know, sort of take advantage of all the good work we're doing and. For the city to really take advantage of our arts communities. Um, you know, contribution to the city, so I feel like. We need this and so. I appreciate that they're going through a transition, but I really do feel like somebody there needs to really weigh in with us to, to give us an idea about that. And that Sandra should be part of it as, as well as more of our city. So it's time now to. If they're not going to be able to finish it, we need to know it and I don't mean to be harsh about it, but. We have kind of waited a long time.
4: Well, yeah, and,
10: and and a lot of the issues we're facing in our arts community right now could be remedied. To be he helped with this tool, so.
4: So I have no argument with you on that. Obviously, uh, I agree. Uh, but uh, w- whether it will happen or not, I can't commit for them. You know. Okay, I know. We, I
10: know it's not you, but. Yeah,
4: we can ask. Um, just to just to illuminate it, uh, the issue we've asked before, and they've not been able to accommodate a request to attend our meeting so just to let you
2: know um can i just clarify would you want them to come there is a february community investments meeting um or the um so i could give i could see what their availability is for that meeting um and 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 go ahead, on and on
10: we can present it to the the entire um commission okay
6: that would be great Thank you. Commissioner Walker. I didn't quite hear what your amendment was. You were saying what.
10: I was just saying that that would, if that is easier and makes more sense to present. At the community investments meeting and then after that, it it can go to the full commission. Rather than try and hit the
6: I'm really leaving this in the hands of. uh, Deputy director Lee and director Remington. as chair of that committee we would welcome their presence.
4: Perfect. There's an opportunity as with all vacancies um, at organizations and institutions for there to be some change. So uh there may be change uh in their direction in the way that they their stance with the community uh for better or for worse right depending on who gets selected but uh there may be some change uh and that could work in our favor or in the direction that you're you're want, desiring to go uh, Commissioner Walker. so hopefully fingers crossed
10: okay
9: <laughs> all right any other questions or
3: thoughts on the quarterly racial equity update
9: and i just want to express my thanks to you sandra for your continued leadership on our racial equity work um, and your partnership with the staff and the commissioners um, us um, really on track It's stewarding our racial equity plan. Um, and, um, and I just, I really appreciate that we've carved out time here in the executive committee to have you.
3: So do we have any public comment
9: um, on this item, or do we have any emails that came through?
1: We have no emails, and we have no members of the public on the call, so we have no public comment for this item.
9: Great. Let's go ahead and move into item number 7, which is new business and announcements. Um, I want to share that I am working with, um, uh, uh, secretary ventry, um, and director Remington on the director of cultural affairs on the annual evaluation process. So stay on the lookout. Um, for next steps in that process, we will reach out to you via email um, to let you know. Um, and uh, as previous, we um, here in the Executive Committee um, work uh, to do analysis on uh, the Director of Cultural Affairs performance over the last year um, and will be engaged uh, more deeply um, than the full commission um, uh, is engaged in the process. So that will continue on this year. Um, I also just you know again I know I was able to highlight this at our last full Commission meeting but now I can say thank you officially to director Remington for being on the job for over a year now um, really appreciate your head back leadership and you rolling up your sleeves, you partnering with the staff and the commissioners and city stakeholders on all the great work. That you are doing, um, and happy work anniversary. Thank you, my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure.
3: Do we have any other new business or announcements? Okay, seeing
9: none. Do we have any public comment or any emails on this item?
1: we have no emails and we still have no members of the public on the call so we have no public comment for this item
9: okay well then seeing no members of the public moving on to item number eight which is adjournment and let me just say this meeting is adjourned thank you so much commissioners and staff and